0: On this episode, Paul can't come to the phone right now.
1: Give me the green light, give me just one no I'm ready to go right now, I'm ready to go right now.
0: Welcome everybody to episode 22 of the Greenlight Podcast. As you're hearing, it's a different voice than normally leads us off because my good friend POC here,
1: I deserve a medal, has just
0: right endured um, pretty tough L, pretty uh, pretty tough L.
1: Let me let me start by saying Duke deserved to lose that game. Kansas outplayed them, outshot them, tore the zone up. I mean, it was it was a clinic. All day with the zone. But that charge call would have helped. And I have no idea how you overturn that call. But, uh, again, do they didn't make enough plays, man. They're down three. And Trayvon, all the, all the credit in the world to Duvall. He played out of his mind. Really the only reason they were still in it uh, throughout the game. But you, how is he shooting the three to try and tie it? I don't know. Um, I thought that they got stagnant in the second half, running the same action on the side ball screen slip. Uh, And then having Bagley come up and set the uh, second one and roll, it worked like two. I think they were probably like three for nine out of it. You know, like they they got some decent looks. You know, Wendell, if he makes that one, I mean, there was just so many plays that Duke just – they just didn't make. Um, So, I mean, Kansas deserves it, man. That was – I don't know how they got this far. I mean all year I was saying how is Kansas they have like 7 players I I had no idea how they were that good but I guess that's all you need I mean who know I mean and Malik Duke played, only place Duke Newman played out of yeah, his
0: mind Spee was shooting the ball pretty well he missed them down the stretch but obviously the huge one to send it to overtime um Graham I mean it, it is pretty crazy with the fact that like they really don't they have like two post players I know. but like you I look know. at the rest of the final 4 like Michigan's got two post players yep. Villanova, obviously, is a different animal. I think they're the most probably complete team in the Final Four. Yep. Um, they've probably been the most complete team all season. All yep. um, and then, obviously, Loyola-Chicago is a, a completely different one. But, I mean, Kansas, I mean, pro- credit to them. Um, it is uh, Bill Self returns to San Antonio, the only place where he's won a title. I'm sure they'll have probably they'll have the most fans there. I would say uh, maybe Michigan. I don't know. I think he will probably, between Kansas and Michigan, he will probably have the most fans in, in San Antonio. Um, but it's just tough a, for Duke,
1: uh, yeah. There's no just, ACC
0: team. I was pulling for Duke. I wanted an ACC team in it. Um, it's tough when no ACC teams are uh, are involved, especially when you have nine teams in the field. However many wild. they had this year, yep. and um, obviously a bunch of high seeds in there as well. Um, so ACC is shut out. We've got the Missouri Valley, the Big Ten, the Big East, and the Big Twelve
1: um and still still in shock over here about uh what just happened but a pretty a pretty unbelievable tournament for sure this was definitely i mean it never disappoints i feel like every single year we say the same thing oh man this is the craziest tournament of all time it may not be it may be i don't know i mean it was just like another unbelievable two weeks um this final four i know you're headed down in a couple days it's gonna be awesome you know i mean you got a good mix of like you know, Blue Bloods and then obviously uh, the Ramblers and Sister Jean, with just like the most ridiculous yeah. storyline of all I time. I think
0: Villanova and in, in Kansas right now is about as close as Blue Bloods you can get. And then on yep. the other side, it's like Michigan is that team that just needs to get over the hump and get that title for B-Line. And Here's, then Loyola is the team that like they're everyone's Cinderella and probably the world is going to be cheering for. So it's um, – Yeah, I'm
1: team, team Sister Jean at this point. Are you? Here's a question. Okay. Is Michigan a football or a basketball school? That's – oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to put myself in a corner because I get in this argument because I'm not a Michigan fan. I don't have a problem with Michigan, but I get in arguments like, oh, you guys have won, like, one relevant recent football, football title. Game, and so I say, I it, but I also don't, like – I don't know. I mean, re- recently, I think – Recently, it's
1: basketball, obviously. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't even think it's close. Recently, B-Line, all the time.
0: they are footballs, and they'll claim themselves as a football school. But right now, I think for the past decade – you have to say that Michigan basketball basketball. beeline has been a model of consistency across college basketball. We talked about before Um, his last step is really to win win it. it. Um, And they've obviously, they they play the early game on, uh, on Saturday against Loyola. Um, That I think that is going to be an awesome matchup. Um, Loyola, obviously going back to going back to the game last night, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, obviously right after the Duke game, but Again, I deserve a medal. Kansas, Kansas State, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I expected from them, but like, we got to the point they were up double digits. I was like, Kansas State can't score enough to stay with these no. dudes. Like, these guys no. play great team basketball. They have like All these guys that can score in double figures. They pass the ball well. They defend well. They shoot well. We mm-hmm. said that early on, like before, after they won the Missouri Valley. So all credit to them. I think going into that Kansas State matchup, I thought Loyola Chicago was going to win all the way, so they move on. Michigan, Florida State, that one I want to get into this with you with the, the end of the game. We talked about it a little bit. Obviously, it's a four point game. What fifteen seconds left? Yep, or
1: so, something like that.
0: And Leonard Hamilton, who has been a topic of discussion here, yeah. on this podcast, and I've gone back and forth on. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, decides, is a, this is a
1: green light take right
0: here. Decides just not to foul. <laughs> and I get that Duncan Robinson has the ball I get that he's a 90% free throw shooter but there's only one way for you
1: to win the game and you have to foul you have to foul like and so like I get steal,
0: like you want to concede or whatever and obviously the conspiracy theory is there's a four and a half point line they basically were covering um, because it was a four point game there's conspiracy theories they say Leonard Hamilton just wanted to make the alums and the fans happy by at least covering oh. um, didn't want them to be poor like hey we've made it to this point I think honestly, I don't. I want to say that he got
1: caught up in the moment and it's just like, all right, yeah, we're, but what we're about lost. Your but or like, is that like, I mean, somebody's got to be screaming. It, or it Even just a player up, yeah. to like make a mistake and not listen and foul because out of this habit,
0: as evidence has showed us, Virginia was down four with .9 seconds left to Louisville. Obviously, not saying that's going to happen again, but like, yeah, but give yourself a play shot. Play till the whistles. I mean, I get like if it's a ten-point game with fifteen seconds left, you're not going to foul. Like, but four-point game. Say Duncan Robinson misses them. You I hit know. a three, you come yeah, down, you hit right. two, and then they miss the next one. Like, you at least give yourself a shot. And then...
1: Then his reaction afterwards to the question was very Dana weird. Dana Jacobson yeah. asked them, and he thought, he was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what do you mean? And so, like,
0: it is weird. I st- I, I foul, like, they the weird the thing, that, the example I brought, was that they played the 8-9 game of the ACC tournament, too, against Louisville, and they were down six with exactly 15 seconds left, and they fouled. And they ended up losing by eight. But you know what? Like... The the only difference in that game, I don't know if the, what the line was on that one. The only like difference to the scenario was like maybe he knew what the line was in the back of his head, and you never know with some of these guys. Like there are some people I think that do obviously pay attention. There are some players do, some mm-hmm. players that don't. Um, I don't know, but I mean props to Florida State for making the elite eight. It was Leonard Hamilton's first elite eight um, in his career. Michigan, I think, was just. I think Michigan's a better team. Uh, Florida State yeah, played, them, yeah. played them
1: tough, and Florida State overachieved. I mean, no one no, had 100%. them going this far. You know, I, I, they did fantastic throughout this tournament um that was one of the ones where i mean people didn't even have them getting out of their first game so yeah for them to upset xavier huge and, and going them.
0: back and obviously this happened during the week they absolutely smoked texas a&m michigan did yes. absolutely yes. smoked texas a&m yep. um that came like right, the game was like basically finished like once it started um they came out shot lights out um i really happy also shout out to the ohio former ohio bobcat jaron simmons uh, a lot of people gave him a lot of uh, a lot of flack for leaving Ohio his senior year. He wanted to play at the highest level, wanted to make sure he played in the NCAA tournament. Transferred to Michigan, hasn't played incredible, man. I think he averaged maybe like 10 minutes a game this season, um, but he's now in the Final Four, and... Um, and he, uh, he's getting to live out his, his dream. So awesome for, for that decision paying out for him.
1: How about um, this stat for Villanova? So with with their win over Texas Tech to get to the Final Four, that's 134 wins in four years. And that breaks Duke's record of most wins in a four-year period. Of And Duke did it 97-01. So the, in their last four years, they won 134 games. That is, I mean, Dude, that's Jay Wright's on the top of the Top of the game right now. He's been absolutely crushing it. It's back to the Final pretty, Four again. Um, and if you're a smart person, so I want
0: to bring this right back around to what we said. At basically, the f- preview show, we gave you six teams that, by the numbers, mm-hmm. could win the NCAA tournament, and it was based on having a top 30 offense, or top, no, top 25, 25, top 25 offense and top 25 defense, only time since 2002 that a team that hasn't had both of those, one, has been UConn. Mm -hmm. Um, The only team left of this four is Villanova. And obviously they look the the most complete. Bronson is is arguably the player of the year. Um, DiVincenzo, you look at Phil Booth, you look at Mikael Bridges, Pascal. All those dudes um, are playing at a very high level. They shot, like you said it perfectly, you have to win playing different styles. And Villanova's done won that. like four different games, four different ways. I they mean, beat, they
1: had to play West Virginia and they beat Villanova beat
0: ninety to seventy eight. I mean, they beat West Virginia yeah. 90, 78. and the next game was 71, 59. So they can win in a slower tempo. They can win in a faster tempo. Um, they honestly like they're they've had the the most complete team all year. Um, Virginia was number one for a little bit, but like Villanova just can, like you said, they can do it in a number of different ways. Yep. Um, it's and going to be interesting to see – Brunson is – Because they I, didn't – They didn't shoot – They shot like worse from three today than they have like all season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. They shot really bad from three. I don't know if they go that cold again uh, moving forward. But, I mean, looking at that, what was their, their numbers from three? They As a team, they went four of 24 and still won. Yeah. Now, granted, they went 29 of 35 from the free throw line. Yeah. Which is an interesting yeah. stat. I know Chris Beard brought up after the game that – um, they had set that Texas Tech made more field goals, um, but made one more field goal and no, it did. But they had 17 more free throw attempts for Villanova. It's pretty wild. Um, uh, my biggest takeaway was Texas Tech missed way too many bunnies and like layups, like not absolutely like blowing blown layups, but easy shots around the rim that you got to make if you want to beat the number one team in the country. Um, yeah, Spellman
1: Spellman played really really Spelman well in the, the, the last app. couple games. Man, he was he he was he scoring was everywhere. You know what I mean? He was yep. making threes. He was pump faking, driving, finishing at the rim, getting fouled, making his foul shots. Yeah. And Brunson is just a beast, man. Like he doesn't seem that big and then he they throw him in the post on yeah. any guard that's even somewhat smaller than him and Dude, sometimes he was not backing even down Keenan smaller. Evans yeah like, he was you know, backing down like guys bigger than him which big is 12,
0: like, like one of the best two. offensive guys in in the
1: league. Yeah Brunson um, is, is a problem. And you,
0: you mentioned before though with Kansas only playing seven guys it's really interesting because like Nova's the same thing though. Yeah. Nova Colin Gillespie got two minutes Cosby Roundtree only got twelve but essentially everyone else there it was more of a six-man rotation with a little bit of Cosby Roundtree thrown in um, so those are going to be, it's going to be really interesting
1: to see. Shout out to Dante DiVincenzo, Bro, the only I like think. white Italian basketball player ever to be good. He I crushed
0: think. me last year when Virginia played him at Nova was winning the, Virginia was winning the entire game down to like four minutes and then Virginia lost in a tip in at the buzzer by Dante him. DiVincenzo. He had a couple backs and that exactly. And play. I, dude, I had nightmares. I had like my, flashed across, uh, across me because he had the, the tip in slam, and I immediately thought back, like this white dude crashing weak side of the Tippin at the buzzer to beat Virginia. Because um, I drove, I drove down to Philly for that game. I had to ride the ride the bus back, thinking of this little Italian. Uh, they call him the Big Ragu or whatever.
1: Big Ragu. Um, if, if anyone hasn't heard Sebastian Maniscalco's route on uh, rant on bad Italian basketball players, go listen. You'll um, you'll have an So they're on.
0: So that's that's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, they. Defend Villanova defends the three pretty well. They're gonna have to against uh, they're gonna have to against Kansas. Um, but to kind of wrap up the final four teams, I want to pose you a question to you. Um, that I think is gonna be interesting. Duke moving forward from here. Uh, um, they obviously like everybody's Grayson gone. Hoke, Bagley's gone, Grayson's gone, Carter's Duval, gone. So, JaVale... let's do okay, definitely, Bagley, Grayson, yep. Carter.
1: Are gone. Those three are 1 million percent gone. Obviously, Grayson's a senior. Um, the question marks are Gary Trent and Duval. Yep. I, honestly, man, I, I don't see Duval or Trent yet. I think they both could use another year. Um, I would like to I see would. Gary I would. Stick I down. would say, if I had to pick who would stay, I, I would think it'd be Duval. I think Trent is just a, you know I mean he's he's yeah. a shooting guard he he makes shots like Duvall needs another year once he gets his jumper respectable he's That's he's going to be a problem he's he, going to be a problem because
0: if so Trey Jones is obviously coming in for Duke I next know, year that he's a true too. point guard I know. and so Duval, if if he wants to play off the ball he can but it's like you it's, have to have a respectable jump shot yeah and because basically the three main guys that are coming in for Duke Reddish Zion and. Um, we're getting the third Trey right now. Jones. No, there's a third. There's another wing. Oh, there's wing. a fourth. Um, um yeah, that's we'll coming in. They all of them are basically small forwards. Yeah. And so it it's kind of like it's it, going to be Zion a very is, where where are they going to put Zion? Because they got to put him with the four, four, and yeah. then that leads me to my last point of basically your bigs that you have left over are Javon Delorier, who looked like a deer in headlights when he caught the ball, um, and then Marcus Bolden. Now, obviously, they bring O'Connell back. O'Connell can bring up some shooting. I R.J. Barrett. To see. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. So
1: 6'7", small forward, Cameron, Reddish, 6'7", small forward, Trey Jones, point guard, and Zion, 6'6". But Zion's going to play down low. So it's, it's going to be a
0: very, very different looking team from this yes. year. Yes. And I don't know if Coach K will Much smaller. stick with the
1: zone again next year. I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to at um, all. It just said goes it, against everything he wants to be doing.
0: It is. And I, I as a lot of people, when they did the, sl- the floor slap the last game, people were... So you can't slap the floor in playing a zone. zone. You can't, like, that's like, <laughs> come on! I saw one, a kid I know. It's a Duke fan too. It's like this is why people hate us. Yeah, like it's this like, is you, the you Dukest thing of all of all Duke zone. things to do. Yeah, um, is slapping the floor in a zone. And then you have the guys that defend. It's like, oh, it's about intensity. It's not about damn. Like, all right, man. Yeah, like who cares? You guys just, couldn't guard just, anybody, just guard and you switched enough. to zone. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously, there'll still be a top. I mean, they have three top five kids. coming mean, they'll be a top five team next year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but it, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Trayvon and Gary to both go. And literally, they have a brand new starting five, which would be, I mean, insane. Yeah. Um, but the guys that really, ha- I mean, and, and and don't forget about Bolden. Yeah, like Bolden, he may declare. Like Bolden you never know because remember early? he remember last year like he said he was transferring. Two days went by and they were like, "Oh no, we're staying." Yeah. So who knows what happens with him? Um. It's going to be interesting, man. But uh, with with the final four, I I I've, I think we've said it all year. Like I got Villanova winning it, mm-hmm. um, of course. Would it be absolutely amazing if if Loyola Chicago makes this run? For sure, um, I'll be rooting for them. But I just think Villanova is too good. Um, I don't see Kansas shooting as well as they did against Villanova. I think Villanova plays really really good defense, much better than Duke. So I just don't see that happening. Yep. Um, so I got Nova over Kansas. And then to be honest with you, man, I I mean, every time I pick... I feel like the one time I will pick Loyola, they're going to we'll lose. lose. I like so, Michigan. I still like I, Michigan. I still it's, like Michigan.
0: I think Wagner didn't even play well the last game. I think um, not everyone's going to say, oh, Michigan's been there before. Like, none of these kids played in the Final Four. No. Before. So, like, it's not like that. I just like the depth of Michigan. Yeah, they got a lot I of guys. I love, like, the, their depth right now. Um, bringing Duncan Robinson off the bench. Bringing Jaron Simmons off the bench. Poole... Um all these guys, even like Ibby Watson came in against um uh against Texas A and M and hit like a corner three like early on. Like they can play all these different guys. They can play in a lot of different ways. Teske obviously comes on the bench. Um I mean
1: they got a guy named Duncan Robinson, they're gonna play at San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I Billy yeah. Billy said that earlier. I'm like, yeah. It's, huh? it's a lock of the century, I guess, right? Duncan as, yeah. Robinson playing And in, as in an Ohio Alabama. grad,
0: I shouldn't like Michigan. <sighs> uh, I'm a fan of Beeline. I like these guys. I'm going to put my stock in 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 Michigan. Um, I won the win. Obviously, yeah, I would like to see Michigan versus Villanova. Yeah, that's like, what I want to see, too. I think Michigan-Villanova would be fun, I think. Um, Both fan bases will be whew, yeah, ready it to would roll be, yeah, for that uh, one. It would be interesting. Um, I just want Beeline to get one. Yeah, Beeline deserves one, I think um beyond deserves one obviously um porter uh, porter moses last name for uh, uh Chicago? yes so he's obviously the only guy that hasn't been to a final four jay wright's got his title bill self's got his title um so one of these guys i mean i i hope it's uh it's somebody new but you never know um it's going to be really interesting to see um and obviously nothing's really changed as far as head coaching this week. Um, um, no, what have change, we not talked just about? Just a lot of
1: rumors. Um, yeah, now the latest is John Shire. Uh, well, you talked about this, about the whole DePaul thing.
0: Yeah, oh. well, so the rumor has now come out is that John Shire has an offer on the Pittsburgh job. Beginning. Oh,
1: wait, we haven't, even, we haven't even addressed Hurley yet, but keep going. Oh, good, go, we'll yeah, get yeah, to Hurley. Yeah.
0: That's the coaching change that we have. But officially, so Shire apparently has been offered the Pittsburgh job, and it had been rumored earlier in the week that Kay was pushing for that. Um, there's also counter rumors that he's really just trying to push us up because uh, John Shire wants the DePaul job, and then they want to get his he- his name out there as a head coaching candidate. So then, when that DePaul job does eventually open up, hey, it's a Chicago guy, it's a K guy. We're gonna put him at DePaul. I love so it could go, counter,
1: counter rumors. It could counter go in a way.
0: I think honestly, I think John Shire to Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense if you're willing because Pittsburgh needs to be willing to go into a rebuild right now. They're in the ACC. No one's going to turn them around in one or two years. I think you have to agree that, you know, we need three, four years. I think John Shire is going to be a very good coach. Um, I mean, he's super young. He's learned from, obviously, the best. But you give him the opportunity, recruit the kids he wants, build the program. They only have three kids now, so he really does have to build the program from nothing. Um, But But if you're willing to do that, I I don't know if the Pittsburgh fans will be that happy because they want, like, a home run hire. Um, But... They threw all the money in the world at Dan Hurley. They couldn't, couldn't get it. him. Uh, they've thrown plenty of offers at plenty of people, I and mean, Nate Oates at Buffalo has even mm-hmm. turned them down. So I think at this point, it's probably in your best interest to take a guy that's willing to be there, do the yeah, right Just steps, commit to it, commit to Pittsburgh, and do that. And also, so,
1: don't forget to mention the um, official visits.
0: Yeah. So that's something. Jeff Goodman tweeted out earlier this week. It was like. Uh, so you're allowed 24 official visits, an official visit meaning you can pay for the kid to come, you can pay for his housing, all, everything um, on a visit. You're allowed 24 every two years. Uh, Kevin Stallings had used up 22 of their 24, and it doesn't reset till August 1st. So they have nine scholarships open and only two official visits. Now, there is a provision in that that you get 25% back of those used um, if the coach leaves or the coach is fired. Mm-hmm. So they get an additional four. But essentially, that's still only six official visits that they have to field a roster with. Ooh. To feel the roster, even
1: if you get and you, you listen, you never bat a hundred percent. You know, what I mean, you never ever get no. all of your official visit kids. That your your goal is to especially, be
0: especially especially when you're going to have to fill this so your classes aren't unbalanced. Yeah, you're going to have to take grad transfers and kids yep. to unbalance you to
1: balance, out your, you yeah, to just balance just, you out your classes. You have to balance out your classes. You're
0: going to have to take grad transfers. You Probably want and four these grad freshmen, transfers. A grad you're competing transfer, with maybe yeah. a
1: JUCO kid something like that. I mean, you and, the, just, and
0: that's the thing: the grad transfers you're competing with. They're those guys are mostly ones that want to win right away.
1: Yeah, like yeah. like why would you go look like. Yeah, point.
0: like it's it's going to be really You're trying interesting to go to get see. a championship. Really um, quick. So they're in a, an awful situation, but I think I, I would put my money behind John Shire. Um, I think that would be a good hire. Um, it'll be interesting to see.
1: I think they need to hurry. Well, it probably won't happen until after the Final Four. Now, no, unless it starts um, moving really quick now because Duke and lost. And then Domino,
0: as everyone knows, dominoes will fall, and other jobs yeah. will open. And um, less dominoes fall if they hire an assistant, obviously. But mm-hmm. then if someone leaves a head job,
1: um, but um we got well, a new hire though. We do have a new hire. New um, hire, Arkansas Little Rock 2 minutes ago tweeted by Jeff Borzello is expected to hire Clark Atlanta Division 2 Daryl Walker as its next head coach. Interesting. Walker played his college I mean, ball we'll at Arkansas okay. and in the NBA for 10 seasons and he coached in the NBA for almost 20 years. So hey, go
0: thinking, ahead,
1: thinking outside the box. Yeah, go think ahead. Give a D2 I mean, guy, what does it matter? Uh, you know what I mean? Give Might a D2 well.
0: guy a job and uh see how it turns out. Um We, uh, it'll, it'll be really, really, uh, interesting to see how these things do shake out because as everyone knows this, all the conversations that goes, that go down the final four assistants are looking for new jobs. Head coaches are talking to everybody. Um, everyone's there. So like, it's not like they have to fly a coach out and secrecy doesn't leave his team. That was, I think when we're talking about Dan Hurley, you think he made the right decision by going to UConn?
1: Man, I I gotta say you or I threw the kitchen sink at him which they were they needed to do. I'm I'm happy they did it. Um good for Tom, I forget Tom Bjorn, the AD at uh URI. I mean, did everything they could to keep him and everything that I was hearing was he didn't want another rebuild. I think whatever the sales pitch at uconn was, you be the guy that rebuilds it, it brings us back to uh you know, the competitive nature that we've been, back to our winning ways. Okay, you know, I think it wasn't a money play. They didn't overpay. It was 2.8 for six years. Um, the crazy thing is if people didn't see
0: it. Um, essentially what the You saw what the counter offer was from URI? That's
1: what I'm saying. Like so, It was everything. They gave yeah, them everything, everything they could give them.
0: Coaching raises, new yeah. practice facility that would be done in two, done years. In two years, charter yeah. flights everywhere. And like a lot of people think that's like a given. No. So not If you're not at a big-time program, it's not a given. So they countered with everything they had. Now if you're Rhode Island, do you stay in-house with one of the assistants
1: or do you go look for somebody else? I think that... it depends on who comes knocking, you know? Um, what firm has a
0: guy versus Now they do lose a lot of players off that team. A lot yeah. of their uh a lot of their main guys are seniors and they have a huge recruiting class coming in though. I think yeah. that's part. Um you never know. Um it's they've got Terrell is a senior, EC Matthews is a senior, Barry is a senior, Stanford Robinson's a senior. They bring back and Jarvis Garrett's a senior. So they bring back Langevin. They bring back um Fats Russell and Jeff Dalton. So that's not, probably, not And then not a, bringing big, a, lot and back. a big recruiting class. But yeah. um you're still in a the A ten. Like they're still, no, they're, they're, still will yeah, compete. They'll, right. they'll still be a top four team, I think, with the if they keep that recruiting class together. Um but I think for Hurley, I uh, he I think what he said made sense to me is like I wanted he wanted his next move to be his last move. He didn't want to make like Dan Hurley's not gonna take the Pittsburgh job because then there's I think that's not a career I think
1: He wants to end it he wants to end at UConn.
0: Yeah. I think you could go then you could say arguably you could leave Pittsburgh for Yukon in seven years if yeah. that next thing didn't work out. Yeah. So I think going to Yukon that's a destination job that I think unless you're going like duke or kentucky or unc maybe that's the only better jobs especially from where his ties are um so i think that is that's that's a lifetime job if he can be successful if he can be successful uh, i mean hopefully end his career there um but any any last thoughts before we have to i got to villanova michigan
1: with villanova getting it done that is my take we've adjusted our uh our brackets a little bit since yeah. we started. My head
0: says Villanova, Michigan with Villanova winning. My heart Touches, wants Jesus. Beeline. My heart <laughs> wants Beeline to win it. But um, it should be fun. I've never been to a Final Four in San Antonio. So check me out on the Riverwalk. Um, we'll be down there uh, with our friend Billy o And a lot, uh, a lot of green light of friends guys. will be down there. Um, Enjoy yourselves.
1: Stay safe. I'm going to uh, go drink because I'm still in a state of depression. Yeah.
0: Well, it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see uh nit is in uh you can hit up the hey. nit games at msg i so they're on groupon for 50 percent off right now Jesus. so that's that's the, the state scalping of about, our, yeah. our scalping buddies go uh go check that out but um if you have any leads for us if you want anybody you want to interview on the pod that will only do it in person i'll have send a, it I'll over. send it over i will go to any hotel i'll meet at any restaurant
1: any time of day anybody 2 a.m drunk interviews whatever you want
0: we, um, last story I will tell for all Barstool fans out there yeah. Final Four in Dallas 2013. Oh, it's a hell of a time. At Denny's 4 a.m. <laughs> Barstool Big Cat, my man, walks in, orders 12 cheeseburgers, 12 orders of fries, <laughs> and um, he, come, he came and hang out with us. They made him, they he signed I it. Him he in signed India. it. You didn't see him in Dallas. You didn't see him in Dallas? No. Well, 4 a.m. Uh, so things things can get weird at the final things four will get very things weird can too. get really weird so I'm looking forward to it we'll be down there for way too long Wednesday till Tuesday but oh, hopefully see we'll see some good basketball
1: and um, until then until then guys second to last episode of the uh, inaugural Greenlight Podcast season so until then just keep the ball bouncing deuces Lately, I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Oh, pull Slush Russell's up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.